Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and today my guest is Olivia Lin. Um, she just uh, came back to Taiwan about five months ago. Um, she's originally from Taiwan, but she's been in Canada since she was five years old. And she decided to come back here and kind of uh, do a startup. And she's working with some collaborators. But as to what, I can't really say myself. So I'm going to have her explain what she exactly is um, an expert in or or specializes in. So um, let's meet Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Shirley. Yes. Now I know what you're doing is actually having to do with textiles, with fabrics. So you want to talk about that? Sure. What、uh, exactly is that you do? Okay, sure.、Uh, so a little bit of background about myself. I'm a cognitive psychologist.、Um, yeah, that、background. too. You, you wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yes, I do. And currently,、um, I'm a co-founder of Studio One Labs. It's a Canadian-based company.、Uh, we specialize in fabric sensing technology. So imagine kind of any fabrics, but it's functional, so it can detect.、Um, Uh, your health trends, and so what we're developing is a bedsheet patient monitor without any attachments to the body. So users simply lie down on the bed sheets, and it can detect your tre- health trends. That's unbelievable. You know, I couldn't imagine something like that. And you said that there are no wires or、um, no nothing attached to the the so so to speak the bedsheet, but it just picks up all the stats that you need was, in terms of the person's health. Right. So when we say it doesn't attach to the body. You know,、um, a lot of traditional health monitoring, such as the cardiac monitor, they、uh, require some attachments or、uh, kind of leads into the to the body so that they can grab data, and so、uh, we kind of el- eliminate that portion.、Uh, there are still some、uh, kind of hardware technology、um, based with the sensors, but the fabric itself is really soft and it can work even when it's bent. How does that really work? I mean, with the with the bed sheet. I mean, what's 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 in the fabric? Is there anything that you guys actually put inside the fabric to do that kind of stuff? Right. So a lot of people think we do, but we don't.、Um, we're actually、uh, it's at the level with、uh, we're using different types of threads and the composition of the threads. And so we, I'm here in Taiwan because I'm working with textile man- manufacturers,、um, so that they can. Build the technology for us. Okay, so something about the threads. So、yeah. the threads are being coded. So this is in the realm of smart textiles, and、uh, smart textiles. It doesn't have to be just detecting health trends, but it can be even, for example, lights in your.、Uh, you know how sometimes when your clothing lights up. Oh,、uh, lights up! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are considered smart textiles. It's basically a combination of hardware and. Soft fabrics, and you kind of mix it together.、Um, so we develop our own sensors. So the technology is unique,、um, and now we kind of combine、um, the sensors itself, the AI component, or the data analytics, and then、uh, we have a hardware component as well. Mm. Yeah,、um, Olivia is also a coder herself, right? I'm a self-taught coder. I can't self-taught, say, but I can't say that I'm very an expert on it. It's just I'm good enough to make things work. <laughs> oh wow! It just amazes me, really. I mean, you know that the bed sheet is all very safe to the patient lying on it, right? And but you just can't imagine because, like what you were saying, you know, like even clothes that light up. My imagination is that I assume that there is some kind of you know, you know electric wire. Attached to 
the person's coat or whatever or, or, or top from the back that I don't see. So there's still an electrical component. So like if you even oh, there is there is an electrical component as well. So usually you don't we get electrocuted. No, so it's even, <laughs> of course not. No, so it's like your uh, heating warmer or yeah. heating mat. You still have to plug it. Yeah, you do the, you have to plug in. So yeah. it's similar to that, except that the technology is different from a heating uh, technology. See. Let's get away from this topic for a little bit right. here. Have you always been a love for computers or something? I mean, what were you like as a kid? A I, book nerd? <laughs> uh, yes, I was a book nerd. I really like to read books, um, any kind of books. I didn't Any really, kind of books, that's good. More like science fiction, anything with creativity oh. or uh, design. Um, but... Uh, so I was kind of just I'm a person that goes with the flow so if you tell me like if how did I get into psychology for example I'll tell you it's a lot of it by chance Uh, (laughs) how so so um, during at the end of my high school I really didn't know which area I wanted to go in I like arts I like teaching I like science I like um everything everything so I kind of just applied in a lot of different fields and uh, it's just during the university years I was more stronger in psychology so I was really interested in the mind the human mind and how do you actually test the human mind how do you um realize about how does that affect your personality your behavior Mm -hmm. so I started meeting people and also my supervisors and then I started getting into memory research so how do people remember information very long time oh I need you I'm terrible (laughs) with memory (laughs) memorization (laughs) but of course probably has to do with with coming off age (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think I'm personally very bad at memory so there's always a interesting topic for me oh really Okay. But uh, yeah, so I was interested in memory, human mind, and also attention. How do people pay attention? Or because um, when we look at the world, we're visual learners. A lot of humans are visual learners, but we pick and choose what we attend to. So I was really interested. How does that affect memory? Oh, okay. Are you the oldest in your family? Yes, I am. You are. And then you have what? Other I have siblings? Two, I have two, two younger brothers. Two younger brothers. And one's right now in New York and uh-huh. the other one's in UK. Oh, okay. So you're the oldest. Are they like you? And I mean, just, you know, I have any uh, real expense in interest, all sorts of interests like you. Uh, they do. So, for example, one of my younger brother, he has similar background as me. He became... Uh, he took cognitive psychology, oh, uh, but okay. he's now a data scientist. And uh, my other brother, he went into um, political science, but his background, he was interested in art. So he went to art school. So th- th- That's a real big jump. <laughs> yes. So our family is kind of like that. <laughs> that's so interesting. Wait, now I want to go even way back. What, what do your parents do? Um, my parents, uh, my dad, we had a family business in Taiwan. Um, we did um, sugar. We make rock sugar. Uh-huh. And so uh, that was kind of passed down generations uh, from a family. And uh, recently we stopped that operations uh-huh. and uh, my parents are now retired. My mom kind of, I think my mom and dad met in Japan. So um, my mom later just took care of us in Canada. Oh, uh, Okay. So, what, what what did your dad study when uh, he, he was, was in, in college? Accounting, accounting, business management, etc. <laughs> <laughs> and as for your mom, what My did she mom, study? My mom, she 
at one point she also studied programming or like computer Pro- oh oh so, so you probably took that part after your and mom. she also did psychology so <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite sure exactly I didn't really ask them in detail this is all very interesting it looks like I'm becoming a psychoanalyst you know trying <laughs> exactly. to figure out you know how a family tree kind of affects you know the future generation or something like that yeah. <laughs> anyway I, it's just I'm just curious yeah yeah very very interesting so interesting okay well let's go back on um we were talking about coding and fabrics and everything. But the thing is that you studied... Cognitive psychology. Right, cognitive psychology. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I really need your help on this. But now, now your focus, though, is on what you're doing, you know, fabrics and, right. uh, you know, collecting data through bedsheets. Is there a connection, though? There isn't, right? Is there? Um, so it's, uh, there's not really... Okay. Um, in terms of a direct connection, but I'm trying to make it that there is a connection. Oh. So actually, from my, I took my PhD in University of Waterloo, and so I was concentrating on memory and tension. I just felt that um, it wasn't as practical because a lot of experiments that we do are in the labs. So in the end of few years of my uh, PhD, I was really interested in looking at textiles and the functionality. Can we actually, I think, mimic behavior with textiles? Can oh. we actually influence our behavior using textiles? So that's kind of the um, the direction I was thinking. So I was really interested. Um, I also met a mentor um, before uh, working on smart textile. So she, for example, I believe one of her works was she was taking data from if earthquakes occurs in the world and it will simply react um, in clothing or in a different fabric. As material. a warning, kind of? Yeah, it just simply lights up. It's a, more of an artistic uh, type of piece. Um, and she's an artist uh, slash engineer. For me, I met my co-founder actually at school. Uh, we were actually playing martial arts. That's how I met him. He was more interested in kind of the sensor capability. And he has some difficulties breathing at the time uh, when he was uh, in the hospital. And that was like years ago uh, before I met him. But... He also wanted to find a solution for emergency response, for health care. And I was already kind of in the healthcare realm in doing research on the mind. So yeah. we kind of collaborated that way. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. You have a lot of interest. You're also a curious type of person. You're curious about how this can work or that can work. Do you think you're the first in your field to think like that? I mean, no. So psychology majors, like, we think like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. actually, um, if you think of artificial intelligence, AI, uh, a lot of it is r- just really uh, specific data analytics. And because it actually, we're talking about neural models, these were kind of uh, pioneered by cognitive psychologists before because they were trying to model the brain or the human brain. Mm. So there's a lot of different techniques that were being used, but that's just one little specific field of psychology. Then you have social psychology. You have uh, people with disorders are looking at clinical psychology. So I'm just in one little field of psychology <laughs> as well. That's already an incredible field to be in. Oh, okay. So um, with this startup, 
you know, you've been abroad since uh, you were five years old. I mean, you've yes. lived in Canada all this time right. until just five months ago. Now, now, what made you decide to come back? Um, so it's more work related. Um, so actually, I would never imagine me coming back to Taiwan this soon. For the company, it's a four-year company. Um, it's a Canadian-based company, and uh, you started it. You started this company. I'm a co-founder. 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 I have right. another co-founder, and we started this company together right. in Canada. Oh, so it's been four years. It's been four years, but okay. running, for example, in the healthcare realm was really only two years. And uh, maybe from the summer of last year, we came into Taiwan with a program. It's called uh, Global Talents Taipei. It's a two-weeks program that allows... Um, startups, foreign startups, to come in and to kind of explore business opportunities here in Taiwan. Okay. So we got into that program. So we came in, and then what we were looking for is also manufacturers, mm. textile manufacturers, because it's stronger here in Taiwan, but not as really in terms of in Canada, and we couldn't get access to the right partners there. I mean, have you tried other countries? We did. Uh huh. We went to China. Yeah, we went to Hong Kong for manufacturers. Yeah, and also we were about to go to California as well for manufacturers, but that didn't turn out well. And then yeah. so, so we actually kind of did our own assessments in different countries, but we really felt that um, Taiwan has a they have a strong skills because uh, Taiwan's traditionally known for their functional textiles. So yeah, they, so oh. they already have that. We we are. Oh yeah. really? For, yeah. for how long? I didn't even <laughs> for know. A long time. So. I know, for for example, textile industry is uh, is great because, for example, do you know um, Canada Goose, Lululemon, mm. like these big brands, Nike. Uh, really? Yeah, they're all <laughs> oh, Nike. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're all coming from a lot of these functional textiles. They have manufacturers here that do <gasps> their work. So um, I I knew that a while ago, and as well as hardware manufacturers, it's hardware. a lot easier to get access to here in Taiwan as well. What do you mean by easier to access? Um, are you saying that it costs less here or? Hmm. Yeah? Yeah, it does cost a lot less than uh, in North America. And mm. as well as uh, the talents here that we see, um, it's, um, it's great. Well, we're going to learn more just how great Taiwan is for Olivia Lin's startup. So join me next week on In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin.